Welcome to Share the Stage. Wow, what, what an amazing day it has been. I am so grateful to have our guest on today on Share the Stage. You know, it's been a it's been a, a very interesting day, especially when it comes to uh, obstacles that tend to come to come against us. But we're going to be just fine here uh, today. We've got Dwight Pledger and this gentleman here. I am so happy to have him on our team to be able to share some of the insight that he has about storytelling. Dwight is one of the, Dwight is actually a mentor of mine. He's been my coach for many years and Dwight is a master storyteller. He has been on some of the most amazing stages, international and here at home. And today we have him live. He is the author of the book, The Truth About the Big Lie. And it is going yeah. to be a, a, an awesome time. So with no further avail, let me introduce you to Dwight Pledger. Welcome, right. to, welcome, welcome to Share the Stage, Dwight. Well, I just want to humbly say thank you so much for letting me uh, share your stage with me because, brother, this platform that you've been developing and scaling up is awesome. I've been watching and listening to you and watching some of the guests that you've had on. You've had some of who's who in speaking, personal development, storytelling. I mean, man, I'm excited about what's happening in your, in your, uh, your speaking business here, Chante. Well, you I know just appreciate you so much, my brother. Well, I, you know what, Dwight, I appreciate you too, man. Like I've told you in the past, you know, when we crossed path, it was something special. I don't know if you remember the first time I met you, Dwight, but if you don't, it, it was, it's gotta be at least probably a good back in 2008. I was at a national speakers association conference out in San Diego. And yeah, I remember. okay. So you remember that day I, let me tell you folks, audience, whoever is watching, I'm gonna tell you the power of God is amazing. He puts the right people in your path just when you need them the most. Dwight, Dwight, let me tell you that day at the National Speakers Association, I was just hanging out at one of those breakout sessions and I saw Les Brown because I know that you have mentored him. He's been your mentor for several years. And I wanted to talk with, with, with Les, um, but I was a little nervous. So I started walking towards him and you was walking towards me and I had no idea who you were. And we crossed paths and we started this conversation. Little did I know, ladies and gentlemen, me and Dwight, we grew up in the same city. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden you asked me, you said, Hey, uh, you want to have lunch? I said, yeah, let's go, let's go hang out. So me and Dwight went and hung out and guess who was our guest at the table? Les Brown, the legend himself. <laughs> it was meant to be my brother. Okay. It, that was, that was not coincidental. It was providential. Yes, sir. All yes, right. sir. And you've been my good friend ever since that day, Dwight. So I'm so yeah, happy yeah. to have you on this stage today. Can you please tell us, Dwight, who is Dwight Pledger? Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Okay, okay, Shate, I'll tell you a little bit about it. First of all, I think I, I want to say something to kind of, uh, just for, for those that have been following me on Facebook and in social media, um, you know that I, my wife passed away on, uh, in January. Oh, yes. And I just want to give you an update. Now, this is not going to be a sad thing. We're not going to break down in tears up in here. Just want to, first of all, thank everybody for their support. And whether you knew about it or didn't know about it, I just appreciate the support that I've gotten in social media and especially on Facebook. You guys have given me comments and encouragement and people are still encouraging me, Shante, from, you know, uh, from what, what happened in our family. But I just want you to know that we are keeping it moving. We miss, we miss Sadie yes. very much. My children miss their mother yes. and grandmother and all the relationships that she had. But we've been turning the corner. I'm part of a grief share group at our church, at Crossword Christian Church. It's called Grief Share. Myself and my daughter, Michelle, are going through that 13-week program. So we've been getting the support. We've been putting in the work that it takes in order for you to deal with that kind of magnitude of pain that will come into your life. So again, thank everybody, and I appreciate you for all that you uh, have done. I just want to update you and to let you know, you will see me post this many times, it is well and getting better. All right? Okay, Shante, thank you for letting well, me share that. Well, well, thank, well, thank you. Thank you, Dwight. Can you turn down your mic on your end? Um, one thing, Dwight, my condolences again goes out to you and your family. I know that that was a, a very serious situation that, that you guys had been dealing with. And your wife, she was a very sweet woman. And... Um, and I just thank you for, 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 for sharing her with me and allowing me to get to know her as well. Um, and I'm glad to see that God is still doing amazing things in your life and you're continuing to press forward and, and, and continue on your mission. Dwight, um, you know, you've been part of this training program called D&D &D Training and Coaching Solutions with a gentleman by the name of Dan Smith, who we've had on our show, uh, one, of our, one of our first guests. And Dan, he shared some amazing things about storytelling and the power of story. Yeah. Um, right. There's something that you talk about and it's called a defining moment. And yeah. obviously you've just experienced the defining moment of change, but can you share with us, the audience, maybe, uh, um, um, the process that that comes with identifying these defining moments that happens to all of us. Okay, that sounds good. And and you mentioned Dan Smith, who's been my uh, business partner and friend for the better part of twelve years. And uh, he and I were uh, mentees of Mr. Les Brown, and we met at one of his trainings. And we continued to go to trainings. And at a certain point, we got to the place where we realized that. We wanted to take whatever it is we were learning from Les Brown to a whole nother level because he always said that while we're in the training, he said, you know, you're going to bring something to the training. He said, I'm going to be able to teach you something and then you're going to be able to put that together and take it to a whole nother level. So uh, Dan Smith and myself, we, we paid attention to that. And so at a certain point, we decided that we were going to start our uh, speaking business and more specifically in the storytelling genre. And so we've been having workshops 
over the past 12 years. And Shante, I, I know you remember because you were there as when we were doing our power story workshops. And I, through Les Brown and, and in my own uh, unction from within, I really fell in love with the power of story. I, I think it's one of the most incredible things um, that I ran into in terms of storytelling. I was sharing my story in churches at the beginning. And then, of course, I got in touch with Les Brown and began to become under his tutelage. And the rest is history, as they say. I still speak in churches, still go into prisons, still speak in different organizations. But now I've broadened my ability out, abilities out to be able to go into corporate America and, and do some uh, speaking there and to be, even to share my story there as well. So the power story is something that I believe in. But Shante, I don't know if you remember or not, when we were working with you on your story and you, you came to my house and we were doing some live stuff. I mean, we used right there and you had your camera and stuff. And I remember how you focused in on the, the, uh, the defining moments of change. And I had been thinking in those terms and Dan and I had been working with people relative to defining moments in their storytelling, but you really helped to turn the light on to make this defining moment a, a, a central part of the seven week training intensive that we do called the 3D speaker uh, story flow model, where we work with speakers most of the time on their core story and we work with them in areas and we go, we, we have this thing we call three-dimensional storytelling where we believe in taking your story um, to the third dimension, so to speak. And I'll say a little bit more about that in a little bit. But it's the idea of taking it deeper, coming from a deeper place, which allows you to reach deeper places in the audience as you're sharing your story with feeling, power, and conviction. So a defining moment, as you said, I just shared a defining moment. And Denzel Washington said it like this, in life there is the moment and then there's after the moment in which nothing is ever the same again. Now I don't have to, I don't have to do a whole lot of talking to let you know that the defining moment that I just shared with you, nothing is ever the same again. Nothing has been the same and nothing will be the same going forward as a result, now here's where you come in, as a, revolt, as a result of a, a event taking place either to you or an event taking place around you, something that you were aware of. And the event was so, um, so impactful that it literally time. What do I mean by that? It split the time of how things were before that moment and then it, it split time relative to things that were after that moment. But we, Dan and I, have come to the conclusion that those are places when a person does their life experience resume and they come up with experiences that they've had in their life. And we're able to look at certain things and just intuitively say, tell us more about this particular event that happened in your life. And then as the person is sharing with us the things that have happened in that particular event, and sometimes it's a traumatic event. Sometimes it's things that have happened when they were in their growing up in their family of origin. Some type of trauma has taken place. Some type of sometimes a violation 
or things that, listen to this, that change the course and destiny of that person's life. And so we tell people that, you know what? Don't ignore those defining moments in your life. If you want to become a, a powerful, compelling storyteller, those are the places in which your audience can connect with you in a real and personal way, because as you're talking about your defining moment in their minds, they are revisiting and you're triggering things within them that cause them to say, you know, something happened to me similar to that, or something happened to me that was just as devastating. And here's the other piece. Something happened to me that after that thing occurred in my life, I was never the same again, and it really changed me. Listen to this. Changed me sometimes for the better, or sometimes it changed a person for the worst. And those are the places in which, as a person is developing their story, we tell them to connect those things because they are going to be central to making your message and your story powerful and compelling. Wow. Wow. You know, that 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 is absolutely amazing how you can have the insight to be able to assist in helping people go much deeper within their story. I know in my personal story, you know, that life uh, resume that you that you speak of is is something that a lot of us, I believe, need in their life, because if you don't know where you've been, how would you know where you're going? And gotcha. in order to identify where you've been, sometimes you have to take that deeper look and see those incidents, those defining moments that have changed and shaped the person that you are. And like you said, for either the the good or the bad that can develop within it. Now, that's right. Dwight, I you are the author of this amazing book. And I got a copy here. It's called The Truth About the Big Lie, Addicts and Those Who Love Them. And as I was reading this book, you know, a few things came to mind. Addiction is a very serious thing that a lot of people have dealt with and including myself on certain different levels. And it's awesome and it's amazing to know that there is hope, there is a way to break free from some of our addictive behaviors. How, Mm -hmm. when you were writing this book, uh, your inspiration obviously was your story, but can you just share with the audience some of the things that, that you discovered and, and how you were able to change that defining moment and, and be able to now create such a manuscript that has helped change and shape the lives of so many who have dove into this book here. Right, right. Well, thank you for even bringing the book up and that whole thing. And I can stick now with even your original thing about the defining moment. When it came to even my addiction, it, it was the result, here we go again, of a defining moment. It was the result of a moment of indiscretion that changed the course and destiny of my life. Back in the early 1970s, after being married to my childhood sweetheart and us getting a home in San Diego, big four bedroom, three bath home. We had four cars, two of which were Mercedes Benz. I was a licensed real estate broker, one of the youngest real estate brokers in San Diego at that time with an ongoing business. And my business partner was a 
the uh, 72 Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Rogers. And we were, we were moving and flowing and going, connected well in the city. I mean, if you'd asked me where I was headed, I would have said that we are on our way to the top. And then eight years into my marriage in the summer of 1979, and here goes the defining moment. I remember standing in the kitchen of a friend's house. Her friend came in, and so he was using drugs, and he was smoking cocaine. And I remember watching him as I sat there, three-piece suit, Mercedes outside, big business, a lot of things to do. And I became mesmerized by him taking in that smoke and blowing it out. And I remember looking at that, and he turned to me and said, you want to try this? And I remember saying, I'm only going to try it just once. And that's one of the biggest lies that get people trapped into this addiction thing, is thinking that they're going to be the exception to the rule and try it just once. I took in that chest full of smoke. I blew it out. And in a spirit of invincibility, I thought to myself, I can handle this drug. But it was Warren Buffett who said, the chains of habit are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. And truer words were never spoken. Because listen to this, Shante, before that year ended, Dwight Pledge, the real estate broker, the, the, the mogul, the on his way to the top uh, broker, was hopelessly addicted to smoking cocaine every waking minute from that time on, became consumed with that addiction. Now, was that a defining moment, Shante? Yeah. Do you think things after that moment, nothing was ever the same again? You're absolutely right. And that is, that is the essence. So when we talk about this addiction thing, especially in that book, I literally um, showcase or expose seven different lies that are believed by a person that starts from non-addict all the way to the one that is a full-blown addict like I became and ends up homeless in Oakland, California with no key in his pocket to open any door. And that, that was a result of, listen to this, one moment of indiscretion, one defining moment that literally charted the course and destiny of my life from that point. Wow. Wow. You know, that that is an amazing, amazing um, story there, Dwight. And I've and and I and and I know right now a lot of folks who are watching, who are listening, they may be going through some type of an addiction behavior. Maybe they know someone who might be dealing with some things in their life. And mm -hmm. and as a matter of fact, Dwight, you know, right now, marijuana, uh, young people and older people it seems to be like it's okay for them to smoke. And and I know how addictive a marijuana can be. And I know many people have tried to stop smoking or they might feel like it's nothing wrong with them. But I'm here to tell y'all, it's something wrong with it. It can actually slow you down. It can actually stop your progress. So you've got to figure out a way to, to make that change and that shift in your mindset to know yeah. that, hey, if I wasn't doing this, I could probably be doing so much more better. And that's right. 
Dwight, you you mentioned that there's six or seven things within your book itself that that talks about the big lie because I truly believe that the media, some of these artists, people who are promoting this particular thing, um, they're telling a big lie, and and so many people are buying into it, Dwight. So yeah, from from your experience and in in the way that you framed the book. What do you think are some of the takeaways that some of these people could probably could probably learn from based on your experience? Okay, yeah, that, that's a that's a good question. And you you alluded to something when you talked about the marijuana thing. Now, I personally think, and there's probably people looking at me now, and you might be smoking some bud or because it's legal now. I mean, right. it, it's hard for that to really sink in my head that right. that. You don't have to worry about hiding your, 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 your marijuana or your joint or anything because it's legal. But back in the 70s, now, when I ended up getting addicted, we, it, it, I considered it, and I still do consider it, a gateway drug, just like alcohol can be a gateway to getting into other stuff. And so what that means is, like, if you ask the average person smoking marijuana today and you ask them, um, you know, uh, do you want to stop or... And, and their response will be to you, and here's another one of the big lies, is that they'll say, I can quit anytime, anytime. I want. Not true. <laughs> so, okay, I'm saying that about crack, and they're saying that about marijuana, or whatever their drug of choice is, because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And there's a certain amount of tunnel vision that goes along with a seductive impact of gradually using something day in and day out and developing not only some kind of little physical connection with it, but a mental psychological um, habit that when, you, when you're not doing it, you miss it. And when you're missing it, you don't want to feel that feeling. So you go get it and you go ahead and take that puff and it so-called makes you feel a little bit more mellow. Well, don't look now, but you're going down the pathway that's going to get you in a lot of trouble if you continue to ignore the warning signs that are happening in your life, as Shantae was saying, that lethargic feeling, that forgetful thing, and a lot of the patterns that go along with addictive use of all kinds of different drugs. And I didn't know we were going to go down this way, but but, but but I'm good with it because not only... Um, do you have, uh, you, you tell yourself the lie that I can quit any time that I want, but you say this too. You'll, have, you'll say um, when someone that notices your life starting to kind of, you know, go sideways a little, remember, you're in, the, you're in the frame. You can't see the clear picture of yourself. There's blind spots, there's scotomas that we can't see a certain vantage point of our lives because you cannot observe yourself from within yourself. And someone outside of the of the picture can look and say, "There's trouble in River City over there." Well, let me see, let me show you what you tell them when they come over and bring out the fact that you know, yeah, this is starting to starting to really change you, it's starting to mess up your life. And here's what they say: "I have everything under control," <laughs> and every addict has everything under control until they don't. Okay, that's, and that's the that's the the the, the, um, the mystical line 
that's crossed by many and they don't even realize that they've crossed that line. And guess what? There's some more lies that they're gonna believe, but here's a, here's a huge lie. It's for people that are caught up in something, they can't see the picture because they're in the frame and they don't realize that they are being sucked um, further and further into the web of addiction. And, and so if somebody comes up to them and say, man, you know, you, you, you start to become a, you know, are you becoming a drug addict? And boy, they, they'll, their neck will get stiff and they'll, look, and they'll, they'll deny, I'm, I'm talking about denial, not the river in Egypt, I'm talking about denial in your mindset. When it comes to everything is indicating that you've got a problem and you need to do something about that problem, but there's a part of us that refuses to come to terms with the fact that I have become an addict. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you from experience. I had, I mean, I avoided that one. I mean, I'm talking about, I was almost, I was homeless basically up in Oakland for a while. And, and I still didn't want to admit, I had left my wife and children. I was caught up in so much madness, it wasn't even funny. But if you ask me, was Dwight an addict? I said, oh no, I got it, I mean, I got this, you know. And I didn't have nothing. <laughs> Right, right. Well, you know, you know, Dwight, I, I, I understand and I believe that the individuals who are watching today, there is hope. And I know that a lot of folks, they want to quit. But again, they don't know how and how important is it and, and to be in the right environment because you have to change your associations. The people that are closest yeah. to you, they, if they are constantly dragging you down a certain path, then you have to evaluate that and say, oh, no, 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 I can't hang out with you. We don't have yeah. the same things in common. And you may, it may be a family member, it might be a close friend, it might be someone that you see every day. You have to make a decision that you're going to limit your connection to that person, especially if you see that it's not healthy for you. And yeah. and, it, and it may not just be drugs, they could be addicted to a lot other things. It could be sex, it could be pornography, it could be so many different things, yeah, right. social media. I mean, life could take you on this roller coaster ride and we have to be wise. Eventually we, we become conscious, but yet we're still incompetent until we become conscious competence and say, hey, you know what, <laughs> I, I can handle this, right? Because- Right, right, that, that's good, Tate. But you know, that thinking that you're talking about, it, it eventually, I mean, you know, eventually people come to terms with those kind of, having those kind of thoughts of I gotta go, you know, I gotta get my life together. Takes time. But, but sometimes there's some, you know, another phase before you even get there is when it comes to the damage that you're doing to relationships in your life. Oh, wow. And so you believe, you believe another lie. And listen to this one, that you get, sometimes I had gotten so far down into it. And I mean, I had made had a, a heck of a fall. I'm talking about coming from the pinnacle of business in San Diego to only a few years after that. Um, and I'll give you a good example. A few years after that, waking up in a crack house after being in there for three or four days, the electricity's off, the plumbing's not working. And I wake up and I, and I open my eyes and I'm laying in this floor with my face in a nasty, filthy, green shag carpet, okay? Now, 
And I open my eyes and I look around, beer cans strewn all over the place, other people passed out across the room. And, and, and I'm sitting and I'm there. And in a moment of clarity, not like I went to rehab that day, but in a moment of clarity, I came to terms with the fact of thinking, Dwight, what happened, man? Mm. You were on your way up, man. What happened? You had a family. You had you, you were on your way in life. And here you are, the same man that was in San Diego riding around in Mercedes Benz in the fine house. You're laying in this nasty, smelling mm. crack house, hooked, addicted, and you ain't even thinking about getting no help. Wow. Wow. The so, contrast. Yeah. Yeah. So and 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 that's in you know, there's a there's a four phase of mindset that we all go through. And mm -hmm. one is um unconscious incompetent. Right. Right? So yeah, so yeah. so so basically you you don't even know how bad it is. You just right. don't know. You just don't know. And then all of a sudden you get to the point where where you where you become conscious of how bad it is and you want to change, but yet you can't change it. You can't right. seem to shake it, but at least you're going you're gonna to make some uh, some moves to try to get your life back in order. And many of you right now who are watching Share the Stage, you might be at that phase where you might be uh, unconscious, incompetent. And after this conversation that we're having today, it may raise some awareness in you that you just didn't really think about. And now you become mm -hmm. more conscious of it. So now, mm -hmm. but yet you still are going to probably continue on a certain path to, to doing those yeah. bad habits. But right. eventually, eventually you will be conscious and you will be competent and you will shake whatever bondage that's holding you in. And Dwight, I know for a fact, based on your story, where you've been, what you've already done in life, this book is saving lives. For those of you who are interested in buying a copy of it, you can go to DwightPledger.com. It's down scrolling on the screen right now. Make sure you go to DwightPledger.com and you grab a copy of his book, The Truth About the Big Lie, Addicts and Those Who Love Them. Dwight, now you share with us, I believe four or five big lies. Is, yeah. there an, is there another one? Yes. <laughs> and check this out, Jate. And some of us, you know, get off the, you know, get on the wagon before they come to these, you know, the fifth and the sixth, or they don't get to the point to where they say, you know, I'm only hurting myself. But this next lie is one that that a person can can get to, and it's a dangerous place to be in your mindset. Because it got to the point to where after you have have, have just been in that mindset for so long. It, it's like something just kind of clouds your mind and, and gives you this tunnel vision that doesn't even give you a vision of coming out anymore. I got to the point to where, you know, after I was caught up in it and just staying up three or four days at a time, sleep 18 hours, get up and go through the same pattern over and over and over again, going in and out of jail. I didn't even fathom ever coming out and being okay again. So I got real close to this point, and the point was to where I said, 
in my mind, there is no, this is a big lie now, somebody could be there. There is no hope for me, mm. okay? When you get there, and if nothing pulls you back from the brink, you can do almost anything because you lose all sense of why I need to go on. Sometimes people get to that point and they check out of here prematurely when all they had to do was make some other decisions or talk to the right person and shift their mindset and bring them up out of that thing. Or they end up on skid row. They end up in a certain mindset, mental institutes, because that lie once believed is so um, deleterious and dangerous um, to your survival at that particular point. But I'm going to rush and say that all of the things that I told you are big lies. But we understand and know that the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The thing that can counter all of what I just got through telling you about, and I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, I'm just telling my story, is that I, I fell for all of those lies, but the blessing and the grace of God came in and told me, no, that's a big lie. There is hope for you. And I heard about and learned about the hope of a power that was greater than me that could help to break the yoke of bondage that I had been in for those seven long years. And when I came to the point in my mind where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, I remember walking into my sister Marvin's hallway floor after getting high across the street with my good friend that I grew up with and I collapsed on her floor and the chains of habit that Warren Buffett talked about were still wrapped tightly around my neck but when I got on that floor I did some business with the only God that could deliver me the only God that could save me the only God that could really help me in the condition I was in and here's what I want to report to everybody is that when I got up off of that floor, I had a sense that the chains of habit had been broken. In other words, the pain of staying the same had become more and, and, and more treacherous than the pain of change. And I opted for the pain of change and got up off of that floor. And from that moment to this moment, never touched drugs again by the grace of God. So it was a lie that kept me in bondage, a series of lies that kept me in bondage, but there was one truth that set me free, and the power of that truth has taken me 37 years into, into being clean and sober, which totally outshadows the seven years that the lie had me in bondage. Wow. I know Amen. Didn't sign up for all Amen. Hey, hey, you know what, man? I'm, it's, it's, I'm, I don't know. You, those of you who are watching, I know it's kind of hard to hold it in, but I'm going to tell you, man, you bring it, you're bringing something in my eyes, bro. Your, your words, just to know that there is hope for those who are watching this because so many people, so many young people, they think that it's hopeless and that their life is over with and they make decisions. 
based on temporary yeah. circumstances. And right. this show is to help those who are hurting, those who need assistance, those who want a fresh perspective. Share the Stage is exactly that. And Dwight Pleasure is sharing his story with you on how he overcame some of the life's major defining moments. Dwight, mm -hmm. I, I thank you for those moments i thank god that you continue to do what you do now yeah. as we already know dwight you have have been in the presence of some of the greatest speakers in the world and i know that you have learned so much just based on your the, your style of communication how important is it for people to work on themselves when it comes to being uh, communicators in personal development, because like you said, once you change, you had to make a decision that you were going to start working on yourself by right. by reading more books. And, and what was your process of of getting your mindset back on track? I know the Lord right. set you free and staying in yeah. his word and, and listening to music and probably keeping mm -hmm. that 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 positive message coming but tell the the audience how important it is to 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 monitor those things that you're taking in in personal development right yeah and, and I, you're, you're absolutely right there was some spiritual things i did the power of the word and going to church and changing my lifestyle and like you were saying earlier a little premature but it, it's fitting right now is i had to basically break off a lot of relationships that were toxic and that were triggers for me in terms of that, that could potentially cause me to get back involved in that situation. But I'm going to tell you one of the things, Shante, and this is why I talk about the power of story. I told you that when I first came in, I began to share my testimony, which is nothing is the same as saying to share my story, but I was only sharing, sharing it in churches and things like that until I met Les Brown. And then I went all over the United States nationally and internationally. But, but it's the power of understanding and knowing your story. Here's what Dan and I will, will share with people is that, that the seven week intensive where we work with people on their core story and go all the way back to the beginning of some situations that started in their life. And then look at some of them, like you said, in the life experience resume, looking at some experiences that they've gone through and then really focusing in on them. And a lot of times those things that happen to people are really unresolved issues. And even though it happened when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, whatever the age was, many of them are still struggling from the effects of whatever the magnitude of trauma that happened to them. And they can't seem to shake it. Okay. There's a saying that says, you may be through with your past, but your past may not be through with you. And I don't believe that we're, we're, you know, doing therapy on people when we're talking about their story and helping them to process their story. But I do know this. We've heard people say that it is therapeutic to go back and to freeze the frame on some certain parts of our story for the purpose of resolving, getting past that, seeing that what, for what it was with clarity 
and then making some decisions to let that go. Let the unforgiveness go. Let the anger and the resentment and the pain of that situation go. And it is amazing how people, when they're able to, to really deal with some serious stuff in their life, we're not talking about, you know, somebody look cross-eyed at it. We're talking about stuff that did mortal damage and put some people in the position to where they may have been ready to check out, like you were saying earlier, to, to take their own life because they could not deal with the trauma and the pain of that situation. But if you're still here by the grace of God, then God will give you a chance to work some of that stuff out. And so we tell people, even if you don't plan on getting on stage, even if you don't plan on writing a book, or even, you know, uh, become someone that, that talks to people one-on-one -on -one or something. It's important for us to understand on a deeper level, here goes the old 3D thing, but on a deeper level, what has happened in our lives so that we can then process some of that, get free, and it allows us to propel ourselves forward without some of the, the baggage that hangs on and doesn't even allow you. Your mind can say, I really want to go and do this, but then some of those things will kind of keep you weighted down and you can't see with clarity on where to go. And oftentimes, knowing your story, owning your story, processing your story, and listen to this, and sharing your story. Because it's amazing what happens when things that were, were, were in, in the darkness, where there was no light, are brought into the light in a safe environment. It's amazing what the photosynthesis of light can do to a traumatic situation that has happened in somebody's life. And when that thing comes to the light and you don't share it with a whole bunch of people, but you one person or two persons or three people. And then the next thing you know, you're feeling a desire to share to others. For 37 years, I've been sharing my story and it ain't changed very much as you well know, Shantae. But what has changed is, is the ability of me to not only share the story, but to experience an inner peace and an inner freedom about what I've been through. And I don't carry no guilt. I don't carry no shame. I'm ashamed of what I did, and I was guilty for doing those things. But I've worked through that, and that's what you were talking about. And so when we're working with people on their story um, and giving them the ability so that when they stand on the stage, they're able to, to share their story with feeling, power, and conviction. They're able to bring it from a, a, a deeper place and here, here's the thing I want to share, too. They're able to be congruent with what they're saying they're bringing from the outside and sharing with their audience. And it's not all about sharing some, some crazy, um, you know, sin or some horrible thing. Just the ability to articulate with clarity what your story is the people is is liberating for some of them because they look and they say, if that person can overcome this or that person can overcome that, and they'll look on the stage and they'll say, you know what, 
I'm listening to this brother tell his story, but man, he don't look like what he been through, okay? <laughs> and, and the reason for that is because of the internal stuff that's been going on. Wow. Working through Am I have I arrived? Oh no, brother Dwight got all kinds of stuff. He's still working through. But the key words is I'm in process. Amen. I'm not stuck. I'm working Amen. through it. Yes, absolutely. Because you know me, I can go on and on in the beat goes on. Hey, hey, Amen. Now. Amen. You know, and, and you know what I like to say, Dwight, we all are inspired works in progress. Yeah. Uh, and, and the inspiration aspects of it is the key. So for those yeah. of you who are listening, just know that you are an inspired work in progress as well. Yeah. We, we haven't figured it out, but at least we are making different decisions so that we can get different results. And Absolutely. obvious, obviously, Dwight, you've made many different decisions and you are definitely reaping the results. The seeds that are you planting with D&D uh, coaching, training and solution, you and Dan, those seeds will become fruits and those fruit will become seeds and then it will continue to multiply. And that mm -hmm. is a good Thing, my brother that is a great thing so you yeah. just keep telling your story you keep yeah, right. helping those individuals like myself and other people tell their stories and best believe your grandkids kids are going to be hearing stories about people and they don't realize that it all started from 3d <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, so that, so Dan and I are on a mission. We're on a mission, Shantae, yes. to work with speakers. And like I said, people that maybe not plan on being speakers, right. but they talk to somebody and say, you know what? You may not want to get on stage, but you go over here and, and, and work with these brothers. And, and so we're working with people, especially speakers that, and, and, and I'm talking to speakers out there now that I know some of you. And yes. I know some of your stories, and I've heard you share your stories lately. And here's what I here's what I want to say: You can take your story a little deeper. You can bring you can you can share that story that you have from a deeper place for a, for the purpose of reaching and making a more profound impact on your audience. Because listen to this. As you're working on your story, and Les Brown, one of the things he teaches us, he taught us, and it, I got that message. Dan got that message, and others have too that are out here in the industry doing what they do, is that that you have to keep <clears throat> working your story. Don't get tired. Don't get. And people got, got to say, Dwight, you've been sharing that story a long time, and I tell people this. I tell about my friend, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, start sharing his story in Acts chapter 9, and he was telling the same story in Acts chapter 26, which was 25 years later. It wow. didn't change. Why? Because the power of that story was compelling to those who heard it. And everywhere he went, there was somebody that never heard the story. And everywhere he went, there was somebody that heard it over and over again. But at the appointed time, it will touch an area in a person that thought they knew your story, but mm. never heard that certain sound as it resonated on the inside and burst forth 
in transformation in your life where you said, I'm not just going to think about changing. I am going to change. And you went on and did that. Dan and I, we don't pride ourselves in it, but we work towards um, working with speakers and causing them to, to, to get the tools that they need to share their story in a way that transforms lives. Yes. Okay. That causes people not just to be hearers of that beautiful story or, or, or take note of look at what it did for him, but to go down on the inside and say, okay, I got some work to do. And you know what? If I put the work in, I'm going to get the results. And am I going to do it for a selfish reason? No. Although, like Les Brown says, you can't just sprinkle perfume on everybody else and not get a few on yourself. The work that you put in is the reward. <laughs> I like that. Let me say that again. The work that you put in is the reward because it allows you then to show up and to, to, to articulate and to share and to help people along the way. And, and, and you have a story. So don't take that story to the grave. You know the quote I use about Miles Monroe, being the wealthiest place on the planet, being the graveyard. No, don't take not one of your gifts, talents, and abilities and be, let them be buried forever with you. Whatever it is that you have been put on this planet to do, and I'm talking to people that know exactly what I'm talking about. You have said you were going to do something and you procrastinated. You even know what you're going to say. You know who you're going to say it to. But for whatever reason, and I'm talking to moi right here, whatever reason, you have to at some point in time, listen to this, you have to do something. I'm going to meet, we're going to meet with our uh, master class. These are people that we meet with once a month that have already gone through our seven-week intensive. And so we come together once a month in a master class. And, the, and our topic tomorrow is going to be two words. And I'm going to give you a sneak preview tonight. Is do something. Okay? Do something. We heard this congressman get down on his knees, or senator, and beg, beg his constituents and his his uh, colleagues, he said, you know what? This is so important that we just need to do something. Oh and that God. picked up. And other people start saying, you know what? We do need to do something. And guess what? They went and they didn't do everything, but guess what? They did something. And so we're gonna work that tomorrow with the master class. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna just get all up in there with that understanding. And guess what? We're not just going to be hearers. We're going to generate some things and, and become creators of some things that are going to be done. And in the doing of the thing, lives are changed. Come on People now. are transformed. And we and we have a more of a sense of fulfilling our social contribution, because this can't, if this is, if we pick up that somebody's in there for some, you know, want to be getting glory to themselves, you know, you, you, you're working with the wrong brothers up in here, okay? Right. <laughs> okay. So it's not that kind of a party. And it's a party where, yeah, there's going to be some props to come to you. But at the end of the day, where is it coming from? What kind of heart 
is it coming out of? Wow. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. You know what, Dwight? Intention, intention, intention. And yeah. you guys are truly intentional with D&D coaching and training solutions. And I know that your future is going to be huge. What what exactly do you guys got planned for the future going, finishing off this? Uh, you know, we still got six six months here in 2022. Yeah. You guys got any conferences coming up? I mean, what's what's your future? We're, 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 we're going to be bringing some, rolling some things out, but we're looking, we're looking past 2022. Okay. We're going to be doing some things, but one of the things that we're doing, we got kind of a five-year outlook here to where, because of the fact that it's only Dan and myself that are really, you know, doing the coaching and training for the, the math, I mean, the seven week intensive, we're going to be, for those that have the skill set, the mindset, and the desire, we're going to begin to work with some of the speakers that want to be trained in how to conduct the seven-week 3D story flow model program and also to hold master class groups. So we want to reproduce ourselves. That's one area. The next thing is this. We have volumes and volumes, Dan and I, of content. Things that, I mean, good stuff that we've done over the years uh, on calls, on weekly calls, when we were doing Les Brown's a Monday motivational call, and a lot of those things, we have a lot of content. So we're going to get into the digital market. The things that are out there, God bless them, and I hope they, you know, hope they, they're successful in it. But here's what we know. We've got some stuff that we know works. We've got things that we know has transforming power and we can't be everywhere. So we're going to, we're going to intentionally, and I don't mind sharing it. We're going to be focusing on, 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 on putting together some digital courses that are going to be instrumental in allowing us to work while we at home sleep. Okay. (laughs) And I I was, I was reading this thing here and I'm going to read this to you. It, it's um I have it on my um in my office and let me see where what is that oh yeah it said this is a quote in my office and this will this will this will bless you Shante it says if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep you will work until you die and some of y'all heard that before so I'm gonna say it again if you don't now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking to you I'm talking to Dwight and talking to Dan and we're talking to each other. And in other words, Dwight, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. And I take it another another step further because I'm I'm gonna stay in the years. Here's where I take it. I take that quote even further. I say finding a way to make money while you sleep will also be a way of leaving a financial legacy for our children's children when we are dead and gone on the globe. Wow. Wow. And you know what, Dwight? That that is so true. That is that is so that is so true. And and that's one reason why speakertoolbox.com is a, is available because I assist people in creating their online courses so that they yes. can make money while they sleep. <laughs> and, and, and and we've been doing some really good work together and I can't wait. I can't 
wait for us to get together in the future and work more on some of those projects that you're working on. You know, Dwight, this interview, this interview has been an amazing interview. You've done such an amazing job. And I know that those who have been watching have been blessed from this interview. What I'd like for you guys to do, make sure you like and make sure you share this. If you're watching the replay, make sure you like and share it and leave a comment. We'll come back in and answer those comments on the on the other end and just continue to tune in to share the stage where we will be continue to host inspirational thought leaders, speakers, coaches, authors like this man, Dwight Pleasure, every week, 4 o'clock p.m. every Thursday, Pacific Standard Time, and we'll continue to be a blessing to those who join us. You know, Dwight, you did mention something. You said something about work while you sleep. That's what, well, I don't want to, I want to make money. You know, you said make money while you sleep. Right. Not, speak, 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 speaking about making money, Dwight, how can people get a hold of you? How can they reach you? Okay, uh, yeah, I'm going to make it real simple. Uh, we're not going to go through no big, long, drawn-out thing here. If you're interested in having a consultation, just say you wanna, you're, you're thinking about maybe working on your story or just want to know more about what it is that I shared with you, and you want to talk to Dan and myself, we, we will allow... Uh, you to um, sign up for a free consultation where you can leave your credit card at home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's over. It's virtual over the phone. It can either be Zoom or over the phone where we'll just kind of find out what you're up to. And the way in which we can contact you, you can go to info at 3dspeakertraining.com. That's I-N-F-O at 3 the, the number three, the letter D, training.com, 3dspeakertraining.com. And in the subject line, just put the word consultation. Or you, if, you, if you can't remember this consultation, say, I want to talk to you and Dan, Dwight. <laughs> okay. And we will get in touch with you or have someone contact you, set up a consultation. And just as we did a few uh, uh, weeks ago, we did a four-hour virtual event, and people responded that way, and we're working with people now that um, are uh, responded to that particular uh, consultation uh, conversation. So 3D Speaker, info at 3D Speaker Training, and put in the comments in, in, the, uh, in the subject line the word consultation. Well, you know what? That's Dante, how you work me to death, brother. Hey, you know what, Dwight? We take act. We take action. No, we take action when we make a decision, not when everything is perfect. So that's right. So for those of you who have been holding out and just been waiting to take action, stop waiting for everything to be perfect because it will never be perfect. There's gonna always be a process. So as we're going through this process being inspired leaders are inspired trainers inspired authors inspired coaches and speakers you've got to be willing to take action and don't wait don't wait and that's what we're doing here on share the stage so i hope this broadcast encouraged someone and to take action i hope you guys enjoyed our show today dwight i want to thank you again for being our guest on share the stage and for those of you, make sure you tune in next week. Dwight, 
Thank you so much again, and yeah. I hope that you'll join us again. Uh, before we leave, can you leave us with just one more tidbit to leave the audience with? <laughs> okay. No, I, I want to say this to you. I, want, I just want to say this to you, Shantae. I have watched your development over the years, and I've known you, as you say, for quite some time, and I remember that day at the uh, National Speakers event. And I want you to know that your work, your labor is not in vain. And the share the stage concept that you have put together and the way I'm watching you bring speakers in and how you are being developed. In other words, you got to the point one day to where you said, I'm going to stop thinking about it because you thought about this before it ever became what it is now. But you got to the point to where you said, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about this. I'm going to listen to these two words. I'm going to just do something. Okay. And my encouragement to those of you here, you heard me when I said, when I brought it out initially, those two words of do something. Okay. And they spoke to you. They may not have spoke to the person sitting next to you or in the house next door or on the computer down the street, but it spoke to you. And they're going to ring that. Those words are going to ring in your mind until you develop the how and the what and the when. And at the, at the appointed time, you will look back and the, the, the very reason, the essence of why something is the way it is, like Shantae's share the stage concept is, is it's a train that's, that's way out of the station and it's moving down the tracks in, in dynamic speed. You're going to look back and say, you know what? All of this really was generated when I made up my mind that I was going to do something. That's it. Wow. Wow. All there is, there ain't no more. Well, thank you so much for being part of Share the Stage. I hope to see you again on the stage, Dwight. May you have an right. awesome week. And I'll see you again in your uh, in your 3D coaching, <laughs> coaching 3D, training. Hey, uh, in, in, in the 3D. <laughs> in the 3D coaching training. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks okay, for joining God us. God bless you. God bless. Thank Bye. you, everyone. God bless you now. Bye now.